0: The American Broadcasting Company Radio Network presents... Space Patrol! High adventure in the wild, vast reaches of space. Missions of daring in the name of interplanetary justice. Travel into the future with Buzz Curry, commander-in-chief of the Space Patrol! In today's transcribed Space Patrol adventure. Was and happy are inside a small atmosphere shell on the planet Pluto. Outside the transparent dome, a gang of armed criminals approach in spacesuits. Stalkin and savage in the gang. Hey, Commander. They've got to come through that airlock one by one. We can pick them off if they try to come in. Corey. This is savage. You are trapped. Now be smart and give up. He's in our miniature space frequency. Savage, this is Corey. If you want us, come in and get us. Uh, don't be a fool. There are eight of us, and we got blasters. We can crack the atmosphere shell and bring that whole dome down on top of you. Smoking rockets, Commander. What are we going to do? We'll be back in just a moment with today's exciting space patrol adventure, The Hermit of Pluto. The United States has seen many changes in the past dozen years, all pointing to a still better way of living. Billions more Americans are working, earning more, saving more. We're eating more and eating better. More young people are going to high school and college. More of us are getting paid vacations. More of us are enjoying the luxuries of life. Sports, radio, television, the theater, concerts, church attendance and membership has climbed steadily upwards. In addition to these material and spiritual changes have come the miracles of jet propulsion, supersonic flight, antibiotics. All these changes have produced tremendous needs. We need factories and machinery needs modernizing to increase our output of electric power. Our current needs add up to greater employment and investment opportunities for practically everyone in America. The better you know America, the better the future looks. Write for the free booklet, The Future of America, Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York 17. Now today's space patrol adventure, The Hermit of Pluto. Commander Corey and Cadet Happy are on a special mission to Pluto, outermost planet of the solar system. Forty times as far from the sun as the planet Earth, Pluto is a dark and frozen world. The gases that would be its atmosphere lie in a solid coating like ice upon its surface. In Pluto's black sky, the remote sun appears as a large flaming star. The population of Pluto City is protected from the cold airlessness of space by a thin atmosphere shell. Beneath this huge transparent bubble, life goes on as it does on Earth, or Terra, or Mars. It is not quite the same as Buzz and Happy are observing as they walk down a dimly lighted street of the city. Hey, Commander, why don't the city commissioners do something about those lights? This is the biggest city on Pluto, and yet we can hardly see where we're going. In lots of ways, Happy. This is still a pioneer community. Yeah, and from the looks of the buildings in this neighborhood, maybe it's just as well that the streets aren't too well lighted. Pluto is still a frontier planet, Hap. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, it, it looks like a fight. No! Hey, Commander, look, it's two against one. They're sure slugging that guy. Come on, Hap. Yes, sir. We should have brought our ray guns. All right, break it up. Hey, come back here! Dirty cowards. Shall I go after him, Commander? Let's take care of this man. He may be hurt. I don't wonder. The way they were hitting him. Here, let me help you. Thanks. Those two guys sure disappeared fast. Let's get him under a light see if he's there. I'm all right. Thanks. I'm sure glad you came along. What was it all about? You know, a couple of thugs jumped out of the doorway and started slugging me. It's getting so a man can't walk down the street without some... Why, you? you're Sam Morris. Yeah, no. that's right. I... Oh, Commander Corey. You two were space patrollers, but the light was so bad I couldn't Happy, this Uh, is Sam Morris, Morris. Sam. Cadet Happy. How do you do, Mr. Morris? Howdy, Cadet. Sam but let us take it to a doctor at headquarters. Oh, no, thanks. I'm all right. You got quite a slug in from those characters. I'm fine. Well, it's sure nice to see you again, Commander, but if you'll excuse me. Are you still prospecting, Sam? Oh, now and then. Right now I'm more or less of a watchman, you might say. Here in Pluto City? No, no, several hundred miles north of here. Guess you might call me a, a licensed squatter. You're a watchman? Well, what's there to watch that far north on this planet? Oh, just some government equipment. It's in an atmosphere shell. Used to be a base for some government explorers, mining engineers, and the like. I sort of take care of the equipment until the government decides what they want to do with it. Well, thanks for the rescue, Commander. Oh, wait a minute, Sam. You've had a pretty rough going over it. Oh, I'm okay. Those fellows hadn't taken me by surprise. I've got handle them both. Oh, they sure owned your clothes. Look, your jacket's all ripped. The pocket's torn off. Oh, it's an old thing, anyway. I got a couple of licks in there, remember? You sure you don't know who they are? No, no, of course not. Just a couple of Pluto City thugs. If they knew how broke I was, they wouldn't have bothered. Oh, I've got to run along now. Thanks a lot, Commander. You too, Cadet. Uh, glad to have met you, Mr. Morris. Hey, Sam, wait a minute. i got to run along now. I'm late for an appointment. See you around, Commander. Mm put that beating pretty lightly. And the way he oh. actually think this was something that happened to him every day. I I'm feeling there's more to this than just an attempt to at hold Well, we'd better run about our business, Happy. Oh, what's this? Well, oh, flash my tumble, Money. A whole lot of it. Large bills, too. Mostly 50 credit notes. And here's a card. A business card of some kind. Maybe along the miles. Hey, the commander, didn't he say he was broke? Shine your light in this card, then. Right? Yes, sir. John Harbach, mineralogist, expert assaying and analysis, 4th, 12th, North, and Bramada Street, Little City. He just tried me dropped drop out of Morris' jacket when those guy tore his pocket. Yeah. After we take care of our business, we'll drop in on Harbach to see if he knows where Morris is staying. Then you think his money belongs to him, even when he claims to be broke? Not like. Fellows like Morris always say they're broke. It keeps people from getting curious about where a prospector gets his money. Yeah, but why would he fib to you? Well, just to keep him practice money. If this money does belong to Mark, I'm sure he'll be glad to get it back. Hang on to that card hat. We'll drop in on Harbach on our way back. At this hour, Andromeda Street, like the rest of this section of Pluto City, is almost totally dark. Buzz and Happy walk toward a pool of violet light that streams across the sidewalk from a shop window. Well, this is 412, Commander. It's the only place in the street with a light on. Well, we're luck Uh-oh. The light went out. There's one on inside, here in the back. It's locked. Mr. Harbaugh is just leaving. That's why the light in the window went on. Automatic ultraviolet light, huh? Look in the window. Oh, those rocks. They're glowing. they fluorescent. They absorb ultraviolet rays and radiate them in the dark. Oh, the rocks sure are pretty. <laughs> but they're wasted on mystery. It's completely deserted. We oh, got here too late, huh? Harbuck see that choking? choking. It's like someone's lying there on the floor. Harbach must have been robbed. What a neighborhood. Of force the door happened. Yes, sir. <coughs> I'll turn on the light for All right. All right. It's getting away from that shattered choking. Yes, sir. Don't hit me. No, it's all right. We're space patrols they were still here. Who attacked you? Mm-hmm. Two men. I never saw them before. They came in just as I was closing shop. Are you John Harbaugh? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. guy really kept me. should have tore the place apart. Is it safe, safe left? Not supposed to be. I'll check. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's relief. i are good to get it open. By the looks of your desk over there, they seem to be more interested in your records. you know why? No not exactly. What happened here? Well, like I said, these two men came in just as I was closing. They wanted me to run a test on a piece of cloth. piece of cloth? Yeah, I thought it was strange myself, me dealing with minerals. It turned out there were traces of minerals in the fabric. That's what they were interested in. For this cloth, did they say where they got it? No, over there. It looked like it was torn off the man's coat or jacket. Or a pocket, maybe? Yeah, that's it. They had me put it in an ultrasonic chamber to loosen the dust. Then I ran an analysis of the particles that came out of the cloth. after that, they got left. Why? They wanted some information about one of my customers, and I wouldn't give it to them. Well, this customer, is his name Sam Morris? Yes. How did you know? He was attacked by two men earlier this evening. Was he hurt? I just bruised a little. After he went away, the cadet and I found one of your business cards on the sidewalk. That's why we came here. Why were these men interested in Morris? out of a stronolite, I guess. Stronolite? There were traces of stronolite in the dust particles in the piece of cloth, probably from the samples Morris brought here to have assays. Stronolite? It's a very rare and valuable metal. Morris made a strike, huh? Uh, I make it a policy not to ask questions of my customers, but but that's a reasonable conclusion. When you wouldn't tell these men about Morris, we slugged you and went through your records. Is that right? Yes. Do you know where We can contact Morris. No, commander. Never told me anything about himself. I guess he's sort of a hermit, very secretive. Did he mention an abandoned government station north of Pluto City? No. Maybe one of those men did. Let's see if I can remember what was said. But after I analyzed the cross and mentioned Stonelight one of the men said, Dick. "So that's why Morris has been holding up at that old exploration base and the other man made him shut up." Do you remember anything else? No. Bus. Happy, we'd better find Morris right away. Yes, sir. Now, now that these cooks know that he's. Huh? Yeah. Hmm? There's a, uh, someone across the street watching this truck. shop. It's better for you to leave. Want me to go over and investigate, sir? Yeah, turn off the lights. So They'll be the leader. Yes, sir. How about, don't look out the window for the light there. All right, Commander. See her? Yeah, but not very clearly. He's carrying her off down the street now. Eh? Commander Corey leaves the Pluto City Space Patrol Headquarters in a surface car. His receiver is tuned with special miniature space Frequency. home frequencies. Happy calling Commander Corey? Can that happy calling Commander Corey? Corey here. Go ahead, Happy. I'm on Polaris. It's a 900 block 30. Half a block behind the man I'm taking. What's he up to? Nothing so far. But I got a pretty good look at him. I swear he's one of the men that jumped Sam Morris. I'm in a surface car about a half mile from you. I'll come by and pick him up. Okay, Commander. uh huh Uh-oh together. Probably his partner. Don't lose them, Hap. I'll be right there. I didn't have a chance to finish Harbaugh. Two space patrolers were in a shop. Well, if you hadn't got panicky, we could have done the job when we were there before. A were well, it doesn't matter, Satish. Harbaugh won't be able to put the finger on us anyway. We'll be out of Pluto City in half an hour. Yeah. But Harbach knows we're interested in Frem Morris, but the space patrol pull tip Frem out, we... Duncan, we're being followed. Huh? Don't turn no. around. Just keep walking. When we turn the corner, we'll wait and let him catch up. Okay. Now, that's close to the wall. I'm looking for somebody. Space patrol. He's going for his leg. grabbing him. Savage. Help me. Get your hands off of me. Oh, yeah. Good deal, Savage. Come on. Let's get away from him. Wait a minute, Duncan. We're not going to make the same mistake as we did with Harbaugh. We're going to finish him. we will return to Space Patrol in just a moment. Listen, kids. You know how much fun it is to be growing up. Every day there's a new thrill. Well, here's a thrill maybe you haven't tried yet. Believe me, you'll like it. It's the fun of having enough money to get the things you want. Maybe a new bike or a camera or saving for something big like business school or college in the years to come. Sound good? Well, here's how you do it. Put a part of your allowance and the extra cash you earn each week into school savings. It doesn't take long to have enough to buy a real United States savings bond like Dad gets all the time. And this is important bonds earn money for you. Uncle Sam stands behind them, and they're safe. So start to save now at your school. Mother and dad will be proud of you for saving part of your allowance, and you'll have the fun of seeing your own money grow. A thrifty person is usually a better citizen. And take it from me, he's a lot happier than the fellow who saves nothing and can't buy the things he needs. Remember, save regularly every week at school. Have the money for the things you want when you want it. Now, back to today's Space Patrol adventure, The Hermit of Pluto. Buzz and Happy are on the planet Pluto, where they've learned that two men are using violent methods to obtain information on valuable deposits of the mineral stronalite, discovered by a prospector, Sam Morris. Using a miniature space phone, Happy has contacted Buzz in a surface car, and he's reported that he's trailing two suspects through the dark streets of Pluto City. Discovering that Happy is following them, the two men wait around the corner of a building and grab the cadet. You heard what I said, Duncan? Let's finish him. Oh, look, Savage, a ray gun would put him and We can get away from the city. Yeah? And when he comes, too, he could continue the chase. Do what I tell you. What have you guys got to be afraid of? You really must be up to something crooked. Shut up, today. Quit struggling or I'll break your arm. All I know about you is that your names are Savage and Duncan, and you're walking down Polaris Street. And then all of a sudden you jump me on the corner of Polaris and Sigma Streets. I told you to shut up. Go on, Duncan, get to work. You're going to be sorry. There's a space patrol surface car on the way here now. Eh, uh, you're bluffing, Savage. It's one of those miniature space phones hanging on his belt. He's been mentioning the street name. That gadget's turned on. Then we got to work fast. Okay. Get the car now. i to sneak up with the lights out. Help me hold the cadet. We'll drag him down to the alley. Come on. Get moving, cadet. Hold it, you two. Commander. It's Corey. Let's get out of here. Use your ray gun. Let them have it. Oh, you don't? Get your hands up. Get the cadet. I'll take care of Corey. We got both of them, Duncan. That's it, one. The whole neighborhood will be full of space people in a few minutes. Yeah. And that's why we can't go running through the streets. Get into the car. Hey, but, Savage... Don't argue. Get into the car, quick. Okay. We'll get to the car a block from the spaceport. Come on, get in. <laughs> A few moments after Duncan and Savage roar away in the Commander's surface car, another space patrol car rushes to the scene to find Buzz and Happy unconscious on the sidewalk. Slightly more than an hour later, in Pluto City headquarters, Buzz checks with space control, then turns to Happy. Two ships blasted off while we were under the effects of the ray gun. One of them was Sam Morris. And Savage and Duncan were in the other, huh? Very likely. The second ship was registered to H.B. Marvolas. So far, agents haven't been able to locate anyone by that name here in Trudeau City. Uh, well, it could be an alias of either Duncan or Savage, I guess. Yes, the service car I was using, one of our men found with abandoned a block from the spaceport. Well, if they try to land at any other spaceport, we'll have it. believe they know it. I figured they're desperate enough to go right after Sam Morris. We ought to tip Morris off. We tried to reach him by space, I Now, my dear Morris is back at that abandoned station working his time. Oh, with Savage and Duncan after him, he's in a dangerous spot. To save his life, we've got to find Morris and persuade him to stay in a safe place until we capture those two cutthroats. Come on, let's get to the spaceport. On a northward course, the Terra 5 arcs over the frozen surface of Pluto toward the tiny atmosphere shell 900 miles from Pluto City. Through the infrared view scope, Buzz and Happy scan the terrain beneath them. According to the charts, the shell is just a few miles ahead. Yes, but I want to be sure there's no activity on the ground here. If Duncan and Savage planned to surprise Morris, we'd have to use an overland approach. Maybe Morris isn't at the show. He hasn't answered any of our space phone calls. Maybe our prospector, he he could be purposely ignoring us. Doesn't he realize we're trying to help him? Very stubborn and suspicious. Now that he's found some stimuli, he's probably twice as cautious. Say, Commander, does living all alone and out-of-the-way places make people a little... Or are they peculiar to begin with? Men like Morris are a lot more self reliable than most people have been. When Morris acts in the way you think is strange, just remember that his behavior has helped him survive in a very rugged environment. That's interesting. What could you scope for? Spaceship? No. Yeah. There's a place down there where a spaceship might have landed. See that dark spar on the surface of the planet between those two peaks? Yes, sir. The only coast in this whole region where the ground is completely covered with frozen atmosphere. Mm. A ship straight to clean when it landed, huh? Yeah, I think the heat from the rocket exhaust did it on the gas file. After we contact Morris, we'll come back and search this whole region. Vendicory aboard Terra 5 calling Sam Morris at Pluto Exploration Base 5. Vendicory to Sam Morris, urgent. Please acknowledge. As the Terra 5 continues northward, Two men watched the ship from inside a small atomic powered tank hidden in a narrow ravine, half a mile from the scarred ground. You think they spotted us, Savage? I don't think so. This tank is camouflaged to blend with the frozen air. We're lucky. Harkness blasted off in our ship just in time. Corey well, must be heading for the atmosphere, sir. Yeah. Uh, contact the other tank and we'll move up. You aren't going to move in on Morris now, eh? Why not? Corey's still there when we arrive. We can finish him, too. That's likely to be quite a job. Ah, it wouldn't be. Corey's ship will be outside the shell. With two tanks and eight men on our side. Anyone inside the shell will be at our mercy. Space upon the other tank. Let's move forward. There's the shell, Commander. Yes, that's Morris' ship just outside the airlock. There's no other ship in sight. Morris must be there alone. I'll try once more before we land. I'm aboard Terra 5, calling Sam Morris at Pluto Exploration Base 5. Sam, if you read me, acknowledge this is urgent. Morris, the Corey, what do you want? Where are you? Inside the shell? Yeah, I'm pretty busy. You're in serious danger. I've got to talk to you in person. Somebody may be picking up this space phone conversation. Well, all right. You'll have to land outside the shell. This bubble doesn't have a space market. Yes, I know. We'll set down near your ship. Hurry out. Inside the small atmosphere shell of the exploration base, Wells and Happy quickly tell Sam Morris of their encounters with Duncan and Savage, as the prospector listens without comment, stroking his chin reflectively. This is serious, Morris. You let us take you away from here right away. Ah, uh, nothing's doing, Commander. I know my rights. Those crooks aren't going to run me off. I'm well, sure you're in the right, Mr. Morris, but you're all alone, 900 miles from Pluto City. You won't lose out on your claim to the Scornolide, I guarantee you. Yeah. Well... Well, I'm not taking any chances. You're taking plenty of chances by staying here. Now, look, Morris, you're here as an official government watchman, but whatever you find under the ground, that's yours by right of discovery. Are you sure of that? Of course. We're only trying to help you, Mr. Morris. Well, I don't know. I figure a man's got to stand his ground on his own. The minute you let somebody do you a favor, you start wanting something in return. Believe us, Mr. Morris, Are we only... All... to look out there. through the atmosphere sure. There's your answer, Morris. Men, in spacesuits, climbing out of tanks. Savage, I'm in game. Have you got any weapons here? Great gun. They've got to come through that airlock one by one. We can pick them off if they try to come in. Corey, this is Savage. Listen to me. You're trapped. Turn Morris over to us and save your skin. Hear that, sir? He's on our miniature space of frequency. Yes, I him. Savage, if you want us, come in and get us. That's telling you, Commander. Don't be a fool, Corey. There are eight of us, and just three of you, We've got blasters. You're right by the airlock. Come on in. You think I'm crazy? All we got to do is fire our blasters at this atmosphere shell. It will crack. And the whole dome will fall in on you. We oh, wouldn't stand a chance, even in our spacesuit, Mr. Yes, Morris as he his spacesuit. I'll give you two minutes to make up your mind, Corey. Oh, off the yes, sir. Okay. Morris, we don't have any actual weapons, so we'll have to improvise a lot of what? We've only got two minutes. That big cone over there, isn't that a heat projector? Yes, but it's not a very strong one. It wouldn't penetrate their spacesuits at this distance? We'll have to. Come on, let's turn it on and focus it towards Savage and his men. I tell you, it's not going to do any good. But it won't do any more than melt that frozen atmosphere outside the dome. That's exactly what I want. This is a main control switch, isn't it? Sure, but I don't see what good this one. I will just focus the heat beam at their feet. It's not doing anything, sir. Like Morris says, it isn't strong enough. It's the frozen air on the ground. Yeah, the just waiting around in puddles of liquid air. Corey, cut off the heat beam. Cut it off, or I'll order my men to fire at the dome. I can tell from here that you've got one of those Mark 6 heat projectors. It couldn't even make hope to drift it, He's right, Commander. They're just waiting in liquid air, and it's not much more than ankle deep. That's fine. I will just shut the heat off. You might as well quit falling, Corey. All right, Savage. The heat's been shut off. Come in the airlock. Oh, you're being smart. All right, man. Corey's given up. Into the airlock. Commander, You are not just giving up without a fight. I don't think a fight would be necessary. All right, man,
1: you heard me. Get
0: going. That's I I can't. Oh, Duncan. Come here and pull me out of here. Uh, I can't. I'm stuck, too. We all are. Hey, the, the air is frozen solid again around their legs. Corey, that's was a traffic takes, but it's not going to save you. Well, if your hair again or I'll blast that go. If you finish us, what's going to happen to you? You'll stand there rooted in frozen air for the rest of your lives. He's right, Kevin. I mean, Every one of us is stuck. If you blast that dome in on Corey, we'll never get out. Corey, maybe you don't care about yourself. But there's the cadet and Maury. I'm going to sacrifice them just to keep us trapped here. Commander, he's raising his glass Savage, if you bring this stone down on us, what are those seven pals of yours going to think of you? Sure, what do you mean? The air supply of those suits isn't going to last indefinitely. Neither will the heating units. Then you men are going to start thinking about how they got into this predicament. They'll realize they're doomed and they'll hate you. you are all armed, Savage. The first man to start gasping for breath or the first man to feel himself growing numb with cold, What's he going to be thinking about you? You'll be just a few feet away with an easy range of a blast gun. This is no Savage. put down that gun or I'll blast you myself right now! Yes. Dun- 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 dun. Uh, all right, you win. Order your men to drop their weapons. That's it. Cap, I'll cover you while you go out to the airlock and pick up those guns. They, they sure didn't need any urgency. Uh, I guess they all got uh, pulled feet. Ha! <laughs> oh. <laughs> A preview of next week's exciting Space Patrol adventure in just a moment. Did you know that thousands of bright, alert girls are choosing nursing as a career today? And did you know that despite this high enrollment, we need still more and more nurses? Well, these are facts. Facts that young women about to embark on careers should know and heed. Today, the advantages of enrolling as a student nurse are many. She receives a fine professional education, working under the supervision of skilled doctors and nurses in well-equipped classrooms and laboratories. She serves humanity, enjoys a pleasant dormitory life, and upon completing her three-year course, is eligible to become a graduate nurse. After this, countless interesting fields are open to her. Best of all, she's well-prepared for marriage. If you're a high school graduate or a college student in good health, consider nursing as a career, and go to your nearest hospital to learn how you can become a nurse. Help meet this year's quota of student nurses. Now, a preview of next week's exciting Space Patrol adventure. A criminal scientist has discovered a method of traveling back through time. He's taken Buzz and Happy back 14 centuries and has left them on a desolate seacoast on the planet Earth. Hey, I, I just can't realize that we're back in the year 1591 make the best of it, after all our ancestors did. You mean we're stuck here in the past forever? Perhaps there's one slight chance of getting back. Yeah? Well, what is it, Commander? Uh, hey. Commander, I feel strange. But everything's going bad. What's the time? I don't know. I feel like I'm floating. But, Commander, what's happening to us anyway? You... Commander! Where are you? Be with us next week for the thrilling Space Patrol story, The Time Pirates. Space Patrol, created by Mike Moser, starring Ed Kemmerer as Commander Torrey and Lynn Osborne as Cadet Happy, was written by Lou Houston, produced and directed by Larry Robertson, executive producer, Helen Moser. Other players were Bela Kovacs, Norman Jolly, and Ken Mayer. Dick Wesson speaking. Don't forget to tune in next Saturday at this same time for exciting adventure on Space Patrol. This program was broadcast for armed forces overseas through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Space Patrol came to you transcribed from Hollywood. This is ABC Radio Network.